Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
Hurry and go up. Come down to me. Do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children, and your children's children, and your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt, and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. After that, his brothers talked with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name. So 
what is raised is imperishable. This is the word of the Lord. We rise from the singing of the Alleluia verse. Yeah, oh, good, because I'm 
were sliced up so you can have some of the juice from the lemon. You want some? And we'll see. You want to take one? You want to try some lemon juice. You want to try one? Here you go. Here you go, Marco. Yeah, see how that lemonade is. Now, if you're like my boys when they were little, actually, I think it was my brother more so even. He liked fresh lemonade right off, squeezing it right off of a lemon slice, just like that. You, wanna, just, you can just kind of suck on it like, a, like an orange slice. Oh, yeah, good. You like that, Sylvia? Yeah? How is that, Brendan? Isn't that lemonade? You're squeezing it out first. You won't get a whole lot of juice out of a slice, but how, see how it tastes, Margo. Oh, good squeezing. How is that, Brendan? What was terrible? It's not like lemonade? It's sour. Sour and bitter, but look how pretty it is. There's a song about that too. Lemon tree, very pretty. Uh, the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit is impossible to eat. <laughs> Lemonade, right? You know what? There's something that goes with lemon juice to make really good lemonade. You ever go to the fair and get a big thing of lemonade where they shake it up? You know what they put in there? Sugar. A whole bunch of sugar. And that makes it so sweet, right? Well, in our Bible verse that Mr. Plunkett just read this morning, remember who we heard about? The guy with the coat of many colors. Remember who that was? Who was that?
See, God has made me Lord of all of Egypt. God has done that. And Joseph forgave his brothers. Would that be hard to do? Yeah, that was very hard to do sometimes. When we get hurt by people, we don't want to forgive them. But Joseph remembered that all things come through God, and he forgave his brothers, and when we come to church, that's what we can do. We ask God to forgive us our sins, forgive us our trespasses, right? As we forgive those who sin against us. And that's hard to remember to do sometimes, but we have to give thanks to God that we have his forgiveness. We say a prayer, and the forgiveness is like the sugar, right? We don't want to leave things sour and bitter just with all of our sins. We want to ask for forgiveness, and we want to give forgiveness to other people. Dear Father, help us remember Joseph and the way that he remembered you. Help us remember you always. Help us share your love and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. All right, I have some good old-fashioned lemon drops for you. And you know what these have on them? So these taste pretty good. Have a great week. We continue with the sermon hymn, My Soul Now Praise Your Maker, on page 8 and 9.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Imagine for a moment there's a pipe running from up high, down low, and there's a hose pouring water into the top of the pipe, but the water's not going anywhere. It's just backing up at the top. The pipe is full and no more water can go in. What's going on? There's, there must be a clog in the pipe. Maybe mud or rocks or a hairball or maybe someone screwed a cap on the end of the pipe. Once you find the clog and remove it, the water will flow freely through the pipe. As a baptized child of God, as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, you are the pipeline of God's love and forgiveness to the world. When all is working well, God's love and forgiveness flows into you from the Lord in abundance and flows out of you to those around you. But like a pipe, there can be clogs which prevent the love and forgiveness from flowing. The pipe gets clogged with anger, hatred, envy, and pride. Jesus addresses this in today's gospel reading with an incredibly difficult teaching. It's not difficult because he's asking you to do the impossible, but quite the opposite. The teaching is difficult to hear because it's actually quite doable. You can do this. You can unclog the pipe and let God's love and forgiveness flow through you. By living this way, though, it is agonizingly countercultural. For the world extols ideas like don't get mad, get even, and revenge is a dish best served cold. The world teaches you that you should dig up dirt on your enemy in order to get them canceled. Hate those who hate you. Fight back against those who abuse you. Jesus disagrees. In the Sermon on the Plain from Luke 6, Jesus teaches, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Now the devil wants hatred to increase because hatred brings chaos and damage to society. Hatred tears people apart. It damages people. Hate hurts the one who is being hated, but it also very much, and maybe even more so, damages the hater. To hold on to hate is like holding on to corrosive acid, which slowly eats away at you and destroys you. The devil wants hate to increase, and so when someone hates you, the devil wants you to hate right back and then some. Someone insults you, give it right back, only stronger and more vicious. Two guys get into an argument. Voices are raised, words become nasty, one pushes the other, the other punches back. One grabs a stick, the other pulls a knife, the other pulls a gun and fires, and the devil wins. One family buries their loved one, the other visits their loved one in prison. People hate in person, and they hate remotely on social media as they trade written barbs and escalate the hate. The devil wants hate to escalate. Jesus wants to eliminate the hate. Now, it's natural to believe that wrongdoing must be punished. You do wrong, you get what's coming to you. 
You sin, God hates sin, God should hate you. But Jesus turns this on its head. Jesus loves you in your sin. He loves you and calls you out of your sin. Jesus loves you. He's punished in your place. He pays the penalty for your sins on the cross so that you can be declared holy and righteous. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. If someone slaps you on the cheek, your natural response is to slap back or push or punch. Your natural response is to escalate the hate. Your natural response is to be a mirror for hatred and reflect it back. And not just a regular mirror, but a convex mirror that not only reflects the hatred, but amplifies it. When you respond hate for hate, hate grows. The pipe gets clogged with hate. Jesus teaches, to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Jesus calls you to not be a mirror for hatred, but rather a sponge. A sponge absorbs hatred and returns love for hate. You are called to love like God. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. God has mercy on you even though you don't deserve it. As someone living in the kingdom of God, as a recipient of God's mercy, you are called to have mercy on others even though they don't deserve it. This is a clear call for how to live in the kingdom of God and it's very achievable. You can do this. With the power of the gospel through the, whole, through the Holy Spirit, you can be the stronger person and absorb hatred in the world instead of spreading it. Do not let hatred, anger, envy, and pride clog up the pipe, bringing forgiveness and love to the world through you. As a sinner that Jesus has embraced, cleansed, and clothed in his righteousness, be the one who does not engage in conflict, the one who does not respond to the attack. Be the one who humbly turns the other cheek. Be the one to love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Keep the pipe clear and let the love and the forgiveness flow. Because Jesus has forgiven you your sins, you can forgive. I do worry sometimes that we un misunderstand forgiveness because often when you apologize to someone for something, they'll say, ah, oh, that's okay, no big deal. And sometimes for minor matters, it really is no big deal, it's okay. But forgiveness is not a way of saying that what you're forgiving is okay. Forgiveness says that you won't hold it against them. When God forgives you your sin, he does not say your sin is okay or your sin is no big deal. He does say, I will not hold your sin against you. If you get into an argument with a family member and lose your temper and storm off, be the strong one who humbly goes to your loved one and gives them a hug and says, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have lost my temper. I shouldn't have raised my voice. 
and not just for family members, but also your enemies. Love your enemy. When you live life in the kingdom of God and respond to a hateful enemy with love, it will befuddle them. If someone steals from you and you give them more, it will baffle them. When someone's being hateful to you, do something good for them. Living like this will change the world. Eliminate the hate and elevate the love. When you feel anger toward another person, immediately lift them up in prayer. Praying for an enemy changes your attitude. When you respond in a heavenly way to earthly issues, it changes people's lives. Because you're responding with Jesus' love and forgiveness flowing through you. You pray in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You're praying to keep the pipeline of love and forgiveness flowing freely. You're praying to keep Jesus' love and forgiveness flowing into the world through you. Eliminate the hate. Elevate the love. Love your enemy. The great thing and the terribly challenging thing is that you can do this. This is not some impossible task. This is little adjustments in your day-to-day interactions. And also, this is not something that has to be done in some huge, complicated way, but rather in small acts ongoing. Someone is abrupt with you, smile and reply in a calm voice. Someone on the highway flips you the one-fingered salute. Make the sign of the cross over them. Someone makes a mistake. Let it go. Or gently help them fix it. You are not the judge of the world. That is above your pay grade. Jesus did not come to condemn, so you are not to condemn others. This is not to say you should never warn someone about sin, but do it gently. And lovingly, as a fellow sinner who also needs forgiveness. You come alongside a fellow sinner and you speak the truth in love with the goal of bringing them to repentance and faith in Jesus and the forgiveness of sins. Jesus is serious about keeping the pipeline of love and forgiveness flowing freely. He warns about it after teaching the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. For if you forgive others their trespasses... Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Also in the parable of the unforgiving servant, after Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive? Jesus says, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. And warns that the unforgiving will be treated like the unforgiving servant. And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he could pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. We all have plenty to repent of for clogging up the pipeline with hatred, anger, envy, and pride. We all desperately need Jesus' love and forgiveness. So each day, remember who you are. You are a baptized child of God. You are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. You are loved and forgiven. Let the love and forgiveness flow. 
In his word and his sacraments, Jesus pours out his love and forgiveness on you in abundance. He's forgiven you all your sins. Let that love and forgiveness flow through you and out to others. Humbly rid yourself of any hatred or anger or envy or pride that may be blocking the pipeline from letting love and forgiveness flow out to you or flow out to others. Because you are loved by Jesus. Because your sins are forgiven. Therefore, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. Joseph, who has been 
endured hardship and struggle, yet believed it would come to good, and that God would bring all things to completion according to his purposes in Christ, the new Adam. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all parents who have brought their children to Christ in the waters of holy baptism, that they would continue to bring them to Christ faithfully in the divine service, so that he may continue to take them in his arms and bless them through his word. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. The civil authority of those responsible to God for the welfare of our nation, state, and community, that they would pursue faithfully the cause of justice and protect life from beginning to natural end. And for first responders and those who defend us here and abroad, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who suffer, the sick, and those troubled in body and soul, especially Becky, Sally, Doug, Anna, Shauna, Steve, Donna, and Sheila, that God would comfort them with his grace and heal them according to his will. For the dying and those who mourn, especially Jimmy's family, that they may know peace at the last. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In thanksgiving for the gift of the blessed sacrament for our right heart among all who prepare for communion, prepare to communion, that this eating and drinking, by this eating and drinking, we would be equipped to love God above, our, above all and our neighbors as ourselves. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you will bring all things to completion according to your order and time. When Christ comes and all the dead are raised, number us, we pray, among the saints in glory, clothing the perishable with the imperishable, and bring us into eternal life. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places. Give thanks to the Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For what has been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary day. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor.